Blog Talk Radio. Hello, hello everyone. I'm back with my audio blog. Uh, I'm Hari Kulsa. I'm the uh, host also of the Healthcare Whisper Radio Show. And this this is my blog about, if you've been listening to it, about my journey with my mother and assisted living and hospice. And I am currently, as I last time on my blog, I was... I let everybody know that I was on my way to New Mexico. That's where my mother lives, in Santa Fe. And I have arrived, and I am here, and it is quite quite hot. Uh, I came from Seattle where it was, you know, it was warm, but it it was a little, you know, being near the beach, you're... you're there's just something about the air. I guess there's more water in the air. Here it's desert. It's dry. Got off the plane in Albuquerque. It was 90. Ooh-wee. So it doesn't matter. My mother's room still seems to be at 100 because she's always cold. So uh, some things are made the same. When You know, the good news, one thing I wanted to tell uh, people about when they're looking for a assisted living or retirement Community, see if they have uh, if they have apartments that for families. A lot of the assisted livings actually don't. Where my mother-in-law is, they don't have any apartments for families that you know when they come, they can stay in. And I think that's critical. Most hospice, if you go to a hospice house, if you're staying in a, there are some facilities that are just for hospice. And I haven't talked about those, but I will on another blog. But they always have rooms for family. Where my mother is, they have two apartments that you can rent, and it's, you know, considering the, the costs in Santa Fe for a hotel, or I, I have friends here, but when they've got other, when I can't stay there, I stay here. So that makes it easier to see my mother. So when I got to, uh, you know, things are a little bit crazy for my mother, um, and when I got here, I... I hadn't seen her in two weeks, which doesn't seem like a really long time. And people kept saying to me, well, you know, she's eating and she seems better. And I'm thinking, better than what? You know, better, better, better. She's not going to get well. And I think people just want to say that. And this is like people, what I mean is a lot of the, I see this in other facilities. And I'm going to mention this in, you know, in my last blog, but, you know, people smile. Oh, isn't she doing so well when I arrived? And I was like, when I saw her, actually what happened is I walked through the dining area because my mother's room is on the other side rather than going around the whole hallway. I walked through the dining room and there was this woman looking out a window in a wheelchair. And I know my mother had a wheelchair. I didn't know how much she was using it or how much they were putting her in it. Uh, to move her around, and I sort of looked, you know, on the side, and it didn't look like her, so I went to her room, and I got there, and she wasn't in her room, and I went, hmm, that's odd, so I went out, and I looked, and it was my mother in the wheelchair. What a shock to the system to see how much my mother had changed in two weeks. Her face was was drawn. She was pale. Her, she just was so frail looking. And, you know, that's something that's, 
that I think we uh, many people as you begin see when you begin to see the decline of your loved one and it really made me catch my breath because she's not doing better and she's not doing well. I mean, she's eating sometimes, you know, she'll eat uh, like, you know, bites of this and bites of that. And, and of course that's better than not eating anything, which was before. But if you don't tell her it's time to eat, she won't eat. She doesn't think about it. If you put something right in her face, she'll say, okay, I'll eat that. And, she has no sense of utensils anymore. I mean, that's really her... Well, there are a couple things I noticed. Her physical presence, she can't walk at all. She has no balance. She can't even stand up by herself, which she could do sort of when I left. She really doesn't know a lot of people. It's fleeting, It you know, and that it comes and it goes. There are moments when she looks at me and I can tell she doesn't really know what who I am and then she remembers because someone will say, oh, your daughter's here. And that's sort of been the way for a long time. I mean, since she had the stroke, really. Um, although she does remember me. and But now she's... She, uh, as I said to my husband, I believe that she's got one foot on earth and one foot in the heavens and she can't quite figure out how to get the other foot up there you know how to get and uh she the first thing she said to me when in this somewhat meek almost childlike voice was i'm dying i said yeah yeah ma i know i know it's okay and she and you know she continued to say i'm dying and i said well is there anything you'd like me to do to help and she, she was, no, 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 there's nothing I can do, you can do. And I said, well, it's okay if you want to die. You know, for, so she was, that didn't like seem to help her that much. So we it was dinner time and, you know, they sat her at the table and one of her, her friends who also has a, a caregiver, uh, a woman who's been with her for a very long time, and they sat with us, and my mother started talking, saying, and this other woman is in hospice also, and my mother started saying to both of them, well, you know I'm dying. And and the caregiver said, yes, yes, I know, Addie. She goes, and my mother said, do you want to come with me? <laughs> the woman said, no, it's not my time. And my mother said, well, you know, I'm dying and I'm okay. I'm dying. I want to die. I want to see my husband. That's her, her mantra. I want to see my husband. I, I, I want to die. And it isn't like this, like, sort of demented way. It's that she has, that is what she wants. She wants to be with my father. And... So then she continued the conversation, and she said, well, I'm going to die soon. I think I'm going to die in a week. And the caregiver kind of was smiling at her and said, oh, that's nice. And then my mother said to her, but I won't die on the weekend. Uh, you can't die on the weekend. I'm not dying on the weekend. And, I, I mean, the 
the beauty of all of this is there, you know, it's hard, but there are moments when it's so hysterical. Everything is so hysterical. I mean, it just makes me laugh. Some of the things that go on, some of the things my mother said to me over time, you know, the changes in her personality. And one thing the stroke did was relieve her of any filters in her speaking. Uh, so, so this, so the woman, so the caregiver was quite taken by this conversation because my mother was so neutral about it. There was no emotional, there was no crying. It was just, this is what's happening. It's like, you know, telling her that she's going to go shopping. Well, no, this week I'm going to die. So the caregiver had um, told my mother the story because the caregiver was very taken by my mother's desire to be with my father. And she told the story of this, this couple who who had lived where my mother's living and one they had been together for like 60 70 years and one died and then the other the spouse who still lived said i'm i'm going to die now and she died that night so told my mother's story and that seemed to help my mother a bit so my conversations with my mother now are all about dying and it's (laughs) i I, I don't know. I, I just keep doing it. I just keep talking, and it, it, you know, it's just what she wants. Uh, so I will help her in any way I can. You know, she, my my, the geriatric caregiver Lydia, who helps, who, who I hired right after the stroke a year ago, said to me, I, you know, she wants someone to help her, and I said, well, the only way we're going to help is talk her through it. And and uh, and she said, well, you know, she said, can't you give me anything? And, you know, I, I couldn't, my mother never would have wanted, that's another part of her talking, and I, I couldn't, you know, that's not even on the radar screen. But that's how much she wants to end the misery that she finds herself in at this, at this time. You know, she, she has, you know, I can just see her life, her essence slipping away. And all I'm, as as the daughter who's watching this, you know, and everything, everybody she sees, I love you, I love you, everyone who comes in her room, thank you, thank you, thank you, I love you, I love you. You Always thanking them for taking care of her, thanking her for, you know, them for just being there. And, of course, she forgets that she tells them that, so she continually tells everybody that. And she, we were, I was also having this conversation with her caregiver, and we were sitting in her room, and she sleeps a lot. So, you know, so she's awake for a short time, and then she sleeps. And, you know, she said, oh, I want to die, I want to die. And we said, well, Talk to God about it, because that's really out of our control. This is between you and God. And she said, I did talk, very annoyed with us, like, come on, get with the program already. I did talk to God. And he and, and he said, I had to do the work before I got there. And it's just like, I want to say, Ma, you don't have to do any work. Just have to, like, focus on God and, you know, let let your let God embrace you. And, you know, she wants to know like a day. And and um, I'm like, Ma, I can't really help you with that. 
you know, if you want to pick a day, go for it. But she has no idea of time and space, so she could pick today and she wouldn't remember that she picked it. So, you know, she kind of hopes what she wants, she said to me, is when I go to sleep tonight, I'd, I, I'd like to just die. I said, well, we'll see what happens. We'll see if that's going to happen. And so this is, you know, it sounds, I mean, if you're listening, you're thinking, wow, what a conversation. But this is, like, I have to put aside, as the caregiver, I have to put aside my my emotional, you know, my emotional, my emotional impact. I am just, I'm going to hold that till after, you know. And, you know, it never, it, you know, the, the, the thing is, is that you're dealing with this, the one-on-one with my mother who's just in the space of dying. And then you go and you get her mail and there's a certified letter from the IRS that she owes more taxes. I mean, it, it's sort of like it's this ping pong ball between dealing with my mother's, you know, hysterical experiences and then dealing with the the world of bills, you know, also getting that the cost of being here, that the facility is going up, you know, and the IRS, luckily I have a great accountant, but, you know, you get something from the IRS, you immediately, your blood pressure goes up, but thank God I have a, an accountant who's trained me and says, don't ever worry, just send it to me and, but this is what you go through as a caregiver is that there's this ping pong back and forth. It's never, there's always something coming your way and circling. And so that's what, that's what my, my days are like. So today I'm off to the social security office to make some changes, the facts, the information to my accountant back East and, you know, get things done get things finished that's all you can do uh so anyway that's that's what's going on um with the world of my mother my world my Addie world and that's my mother's name is Adeline but we go by Addie and I'm hoping that she you know her wish comes true and we can move, she can be with my father, who seems to be her greatest wish. Well, thanks, everyone. I'll be back in a couple days. Um, and I hope you're enjoying these and, learn, and learning something. You can always email me if you have a question at heal, H-E-A-L, at healthcarewhisperer.com. Thanks. Bye-bye. <laughs>